we're going to pray together as well. It's an opportunity for us to open our hearts and minds and our spirit to what God has prepared in our days, heart and life, and what he's going to bring today. We are really delighted that he is here today with his beautiful family, all the way from Brisbane, Australia, and going to be ministering in London in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our day, and uh, we bless you for him. We, we're so, it's so good to be part of the family of God. No matter where we come from, what nationality we are, what part of the world, we're in the family of God. It's just great. And we greet Ade as a brother with open hearts and open minds and open spirits. And we say and declare that over this place, this is a free space for you to feel at home and welcome and free to minister as you feel the Spirit of God leads you in this place today. We welcome you with open hearts and open minds and open spirits to speak as you've been led by God today for this moment and this hour, for this time in this place. We pray that you might be fresh and free. And as you give out, you will receive so much more in return. We bless you for all the ministry and work that you have done. And now this, on this new day and this new season in your life and the life of your family, we say welcome, good and faithful servant. Now be released for a fresh day. And we open our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give him a round of applause. Amen, amen, amen. Well, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it is an honor and a privilege to be here in Long Eaton. I think I said that correctly, which is, come on. I'm really excited about that. I've been practicing that, so I nailed it. Come on. Uh, and uh, it is really an honor and a privilege to be here. I've known Luke for a while now, uh, 10 years, I think it is pushing towards 10, and we've really done life together, and it's really fantastic to be here. It's an honor and a privilege. Uh, in case you're trying to work out my accent while it's going through, uh, I am uh, parents are Nigerian, so I've got African blood in me. I know you couldn't tell, but I uh, <laughs> thought I would throw it out there. Uh, I've lived in Australia pretty much most of my life, and I've traveled across the world in different parts, and uh, I grew up, uh, grew up in an American school, so my accent kind of flows in and out of the place. So you'll hear a little bit of Australian, you'll hear a little bit of, of the, the African will come out to play every now and again, I promise it's there. Uh, uh, the American will definitely, you will, you will feel the American hit you really hard, uh, but it's all there and we currently live in London, the city of London, we're having fun there. I've been married for, let me get this right, try not to look at her, um, uh, 13 years, 13 years, thank you. We've been married for 13 years. We have two amazing children, uh, a son who is uh, pushing towards the double figures. Thank you, Jesus. So we're getting ready for that teenage years. So if you uh, got an experience in that space, please come and talk to me afterwards. I've got my notepad ready to go. I am taking notes because I've heard a lot about that teenage stage. And I've got a little princess, uh, and uh, she's like young turning a teenager anyway. So pray for me. <laughs> you got daughters, you know what I mean. <laughs> amen, amen. But honestly, it is my privilege to preach the Word of God this morning. We're currently based in London. We're about to plant a church. In the, oh, we're in the process of planting a church called Levers in West London. Uh, there are about two million people in the part of town we call home. 
and uh, two-thirds of them do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So we figured that there's a land ready to be taken over for Jesus. So if you would just join us as you're uh, considering us to pray for us and believe that God will do a great work in that wonderful city of London, that would be fantastic. But I'm going to go straight to work because I'm looking at the clock. If you have a Bible, uh, would you turn with me to the book of Ephesians? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. I mean to be preaching for what is possibly my favorite part of the whole entire Bible, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Uh, and this is what the word of the Lord says. It says this, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask, think, and I'm going to throw one in there, imagine, according to the power of God or the power that is at work in us. Let me say it again. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. Just a third time for the guys at the back because I love you that much. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask, think, and imagine according to the power that is at work within us. Uh, this assignment is really simple. I want to speak to us from a simple talk, and it's this. There is more. There is more. Would you just join me right now if you could just bow your head, close your eyes, lift your hands to heaven. We're going to take 30 seconds, maybe 60, and just invite this presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. Come on, in your own words, why don't you call out to God and say, God, would you speak to me this morning? Just begin to talk to God and say, God, I want to receive a word that would change my life in this moment. I want something to happen in my life that I would know without a shadow of a doubt that today has been a day where you have divined, a day that you have made, a day that you've created, and I'm going to step into something new in my world. I expect to to you, Jesus. Come on, just begin to lift up your voice and say, Lord, I want to encounter you today. Lord, I want revelation to flow in my life. Just call into the name of Jesus. Father God, today I thank you for your people. I thank you for the opportunity to preach the word of God. I ask, oh God, that you would go through every aisle and go through every row and the God, you would touch every single I have wrapped myself in your word. Now I pray that you would wrap me around your Christ. I thank you for victory on the left and right and victory in front behind in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would equip your people, you would encourage your people, but more specifically, oh God, you would empower your people today. We thank you for what you're about to do in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And somebody who believed it said, amen. 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 I might switch over. Yeah, it's right. There we go. Ah, hey. Yes. You feel that bass drop right there. <laughs> I sound a little bit like Barry White. Oh. <laughs> too far, too far. Bring it back in. Come back, Holy Spirit. After all that praying, just come right back, Jesus. There is more. There is more. Now, you don't know this about me, but I love, pota I love potato chips or potato crisp, as it's called here in the UK. I love them. I think they're the, one of the most amazing things to ever be created. I genuinely love them. Uh, and one of our favorite brands as a family is the brand called Pringles. We love Pringles. And we love Pringles because once you pop, you can't... Stop. Oh, yes! I'm in the right place. Once you pop, you can't stop. And I love it because straight away, Pringles is letting us know that there is more of Pringles to enjoy. And Pringles want us to understand that there's more Pringles to eat. There is more Pringles to be bought. But more importantly, there is more of our money that they want. And that is the best joke you're going to get today, so you're welcome. 
But I, I do love it that there is more. There's this concept that there is more. And the Apostle Paul, in writing the passage of Scripture we have just read, is letting us know that there is more of God for us to encounter. He's letting us know there's more of God for us to experience. In fact, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, the Apostle Paul is writing so clearly and says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask, all that you can think, and all that you can imagine. He's letting us know in this day and age that we live in, in the year 2023, that there is more of God for us to experience. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how you came in this morning, but I came to let you know that there is more. I don't know how you feel restricted in your life. I don't know how you feel enclosed in your world. I don't know how you feel restricted in what God is doing in your life or what is happening through circumstance and situation. But I came to let you know this morning that there is more. I'm not sure what kind of glass ceiling you're hitting your head against, but I came to let you know today that there is more. I'm not sure what's happening in your family. I'm not sure what's happening in your business. I'm not sure what's happening in the area of your health, but I came to tell you by the command of heaven that there is more. I'm not sure how dry you may be feeling in your spirit. I'm not sure how depleted you may feel. I'm not sure how drained you may feel right now as it is in this wonderful year that we're in, but I came at the Spirit of God to let you know deep down in your Noah that there is more. In case you forget anything I say this morning, and there's a good chance that you might, I want you to know that you know that you know that there is more. God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything that you ask, think, and imagine. There is more. There is more of God's love to encounter. There is more of God's joy to experience. There is more of God's peace to encounter. There is more. There is more of his favor. There is more of his healing. There is more breakthrough that we can step into. There is more addictions that can be broken off our lives. There are more mindsets that can be shaken. There is more capacity that we can grow in. There is more. There is more power for us to receive. There is more anointing for us to walk in. There is more revelation for us to receive. There is more. There is more insight for us to get. There is more wisdom for us to walk in. Friends, I want you to know today that there is Oh, you guys are a great class. <laughs> there is more. Uh, what I want to do with the few moments we have together is simply this. I want us to walk us through a few tips that I believe would help you and I to begin to experience the more of God in our lives. I hope you're taking notes because if you are, the first point is simply this. We need to desire it. We need to desire it. We need to desire it. Let's go through some scripture because it would help us today. Oh, we need to desire it. Psalm 42 verse 1 says this. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you, O God. Psalm 63 verse 1 says this. O God, you are my God and early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 says this, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. If we're going to experience more of God in our lives, we need to desire it. But ultimately, before we even go to the space of desiring God, we need, I've discovered over life that this happens to many of us as believers. We sometimes see God as a finite being. 
Before we even step into this place where we can desire more of God, we sometimes see God as a finite being. We, we sometimes see him as a finite source of energy. We sometimes see him as this kind of being that is a bit like a battery. We somehow think that because of our life, our situation, and what we walk through, that we can deplete God of everything that makes God God. We sometimes think that we can, we, because of the way we live our lives, because of the way we think, because of the things we've experienced, that we can suddenly make God not God. We can uh, deplete him of his love and deplete him of his power and deplete him of his joy. And because God, we see him sometimes as a finite being. And there's something problematic about this. And the problem with this is that if God is a battery and we treat him like that, no matter how big the battery is, at some point the battery is going to run out of energy. At some point, the battery is going to run out of juice. At some point, the battery is going to run out of power. But here is the good news. The God that you and I serve is not a finite being. In fact, he's an infinite being. He goes on and on and on. He is not a battery. God is infinitely good. He's infinitely kind. He's infinitely full of joy. He's infinitely um, good. I said good. He's infinitely loving. He and he infinitely reigns. In fact, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7 puts it this way, that the increase of his kingdom or the increase of his government and peace, there is no end. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17 puts it this way. Let me read it to you because I think it's a great verse. That Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and height to know the love of Christ with passes understanding that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. In other words, God is infinite. There is so much more of God for us to have. And we need to have this understanding. And when we have this understanding, we can come to God in a place and say, Lord, I desire more of you. If you and I are going to experience more of God, we need to actually desire him. There has to be something in us that is active. There's got to be something in us that is earnest that says, God, I desire you. I don't know if you noticed in the scripture we read before that some of the language that the Bible uses to describe an earnest desire for God is words like hungry and thirsty. There's almost this sense in scripture that God is saying that the posture of our hearts for him has to be greater than our need for food. And let me say it again to this side. It's almost like God is saying that the posture of our hearts and the position of our hearts towards God must be greater than our need for food and for water. Uh, in 1943, a gentleman by the name of um, Abraham Maslow created what we now call the Maslow hierarchy of need. And Maslow simply said this, the number one need of a person is food and water, air, shelter, clothing, and sleep. That what makes us, the number one need that we have is food, water, air, clothing, sleep, and shelter. And it's almost as if God is saying in his word that above even some of these things that we consider to be the number one need for a person, that we need to position our hearts in a place that we hunger after him beyond these things. Matthew 6, verse 33 puts it this way, seek first the kingdom of God and it will add all these things upon you. Now, I don't know if this happens to you. This happens to me quite often. Every now and again, I go through life and I skip breakfast. Oh, I know, I know, it's so bad. And on those days, I also skip lunch. Ooh, not good. And I'm so hungry that when I finish the day and get home, I am starving. And I do one of two things, right? The first thing I do is I go on a seafood diet. Some of you are like, I've heard this one before. Yes, yes, you have. And I eat anything that I see good or bad, healthy or not, if I see it, it's going in my tummy. 
And it is fantastic. I'm like, yes, finally food. This is awesome. And the second thing I do is I binge eat. So it doesn't matter whether I know it's healthy. It doesn't matter if it's just a new open tin of Pringles. I'm just going to get in there and eat as much as I can. And I keep going until I can't stop. I don't know if this happens to you. You know that feeling when you just got to do the top button because you're so full? That is me. I'm like fully binge eating. Some of you are like, why would you ever do that? That is so wrong. Some of you are like, that's me. I do that. You're my people. You're my people. And the point is simply this. That that hunger that we have, that desire, that appetite that we have when we're so hungry, the Bible is teaching us this morning that we need to come to God and posture our hearts in such a way that above that hunger level that we're desiring God, that above that thirst level that we're desiring God, that somewhere on the inside of us, the posture of our hearts towards God is greater than our need for food, is greater than our need for water. Because if you and I are going to experience more of God in our lives, we need to come to this place where we say, Lord, I desire you. Can I play with this just a little bit longer? When we first got married, this is back in the early days. Oh my goodness, I would be so excited to come home and on Fridays I would hang out with some friends and I would go to McDonald's and get a cheeky cheeseburger before I got home and some large fries before I got home. And I would get home and my awesome, amazing, beautiful wife that I love so much has cooked this amazing meal and it's there and I'm looking at it and because I've kind of eaten... I have no real appetite for her food. And so I'm looking at her, and she's got this wonderful smile going, baby, I cooked for you. And I'm like, oh. And you just eat it, not because you're hungry, because you don't want to get in trouble. Gentlemen, help me out. <laughs> and here's the problem. The problem is that my appetite determined, sorry, my, my diet determined my appetite. Because I had eaten some food, it affected my appetite. I think the same is true for us, spiritually speaking. That our spiritual diet determines our spiritual appetite. That what we watch on television determines how our appetite is towards God. That what we listen to determines our appetite towards God. And I think that if we're going to have and experience more of God in our lives, that we need to watch and observe what our spiritual diet is so that we can have the right appetite before God. Because God is looking for a generation of people that would say, hey, I'm seeking after you. Lord, I desire you beyond all this because I understand that there's so much more of God to have. And Lord, I'm going to watch my life. I'm going to posture my heart so that I want you more than food and drink. Are you still with me, ladies and gentlemen? First thing, we need to desire it. The second thing we need to do if we want to experience more of God in our life is not just simply desire it, but we need to ask for it. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 says this, Ask, and I will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. John chapter 14, verse 13 says this, Whatever you ask in my name, I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Luke chapter 7, verse 13 says this, If you who are sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? James 4 verse 2, this is a favorite. Yet you don't have what you want because you, want, sorry, because you don't ask God for it. You don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Some of the older versions puts it this way. You have not because you ask not. And the thought is this, that if we want to experience more of God in our lives, 
that it's not enough to simply desire it. At some point, we actually have to open our mouths and ask for it. Because ultimately, we have not because we ask not. If you and I want to experience more of his joy and more of his peace and more of his hand and more of his mind in our lives, at some point we have to bring ourselves to the place where we simply open our mouths and we ask for it. You know, in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, we, we read the story of Jabez. Uh, the name Jabez simply, we're told in scripture, means pain. And according to ancient Jewish culture, your name kind of played a role in your destiny and your future. It kind of spoke to who you are and what you did. And there was this sense that because of the name that Jabez had, that he was bringing pain not just to himself, but to those around him. But I love this about Jabez, because Jabez makes a decision that he wants more of God in his life. That he was not content that his name would bring people pain. He was not content that the world that he would be in would be covered by pain. And we're told that Jabez cried out to God and said, God, would you bless me? In other words, Jabez was praying a prayer that said, Lord, I want more of you in my life. This pain situation, this issue with pain, this future that I have right now, I don't want any of this in my world. I want more of you. I want to experience all that you have for me, God. I need more of you in my life. And he cried out to God and said, Lord, would you bless me? I wonder in this place today if there's anybody who's saying, God, I, I can see my circumstance. I can see my situation. I know there is so much more in you. And my cry today is simply this, Lord, would you bless me? And the Bible says that when Jabez cried out to God and said, Lord, would you bless me, that God granted him his request and he was blessed. Friends, can I encourage us today that if we're going to experience more of God in our lives, that we need to ask for it. That if we're going to experience more of his grace, that we need to ask for it. That if we're going to experience more of his peace, that we need to ask for it. That if we want to experience more of his healing in our lives, that we need to ask for it. That if we want to walk in a greater anointing, that we need to ask for it. That if we want a greater encounter with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, that we need to ask for it. That if we want to flow in a greater gift of the Holy Spirit, that we need to ask for it. That if we want to see the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control, all operating in our lives to a greater degree, that we need to come to this place where we say, Lord, I am asking for this in my life. Friends, can I encourage us today that if we want to experience more of God in our lives, we actually need to open our mouths and ask for it. You know, Psalm 82 verse 10, this is God's promise. It says, if you open your mouth, I will fill it. Friends, if we're going to experience the more of God in our lives, if we're going to enjoy all that God has for us, we're going to step into a new level of everything that God has for us in this season and this moment. There has to come a time where we go beyond desiring the things that God wants for us, desiring the things that we see in Scripture, and we actually open our mouths and say, God, I want this and I want that based on what your word says in the Scripture. Because God is looking for a generation of people that have the audacity of faith to say, God, I'm going to ask you for this because your word says so. If you and I are going to grow, if you and I are going to increase, if you and I are going to experience the more of God, it comes from asking for it. Are you still with me, ladies and gentlemen? Awesome. If we're going to experience more of God, we need to desire it. 
If we're going to experience more of God, we need to ask for it. If we're going to experience more of God, we need to receive it. We need to receive it. Mark eleven twenty three. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you have received them and you will have them. John 16, verse 24. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you'll receive that your joy may be full. Matthew 5 and 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Oh, I love that verse. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Friends, if we're going to experience more of God in our lives, it's not enough that we position our hearts the right way. It's not enough that we open our mouths and we ask God. There has to be a willingness in our lives to say, Lord, I want to receive. Lord, I want to receive. If you and I are going to experience the more of God in our life, it simply comes by receiving it. But here's what I've discovered. I've not been around in a long time. If I was going to pick a decade to come and to the party, I'll be picking the 80s. Thank you, Jesus. 80 babies. Yes. 80s baby. Come on. Right. But I've discovered this to be true. That we have a problem receiving things from people. That we find it difficult to receive things from people. I don't know if you've noticed this to be true. I'll give you a, a bit of an example. When we are in a situation where someone gives us a compliment, whether it's for our clothes, our shoes, something we've done, our behavior, uh, something we've progressed, right? Our very first response usually is to refuse it or to reject it. Someone comes up to you and says, hey, I love those t-shirts. I love that t-shirt. Oh, no, no. Mm, mm, mm. And we kind of reject it. Oh, that haircut, oh my goodness, it is amazing. And we reject it. Oh, no, this, this, this haircut. It's a great haircut, by the way. It's a brilliant haircut. <laughs> just saying. It's exactly like my dad's, but, you know, it's a brilliant haircut. <laughs> we we, we kind of just, we, we reject it. We refuse it, right? And we keep refusing it until they repeatedly repeat the compliment before we receive it. I want you to catch it. We keep refusing it. We keep rejecting it until they repeatedly repeat the compliment until we receive it. We do the same thing with food. You go out with a mate, and you're, you're there, you're hanging out, and they go, oh, can I grab you a coffee? And you're like, ooh. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, can I grab your lunch? And you're like, hmm. Can I grab your dinner? You, you, there's a bit of an awkwardness moment happening. And we refuse it. We reject it. That's our first response. We say things like, are you sure? Is it okay? Do you really mean that? My favorite. Or only if you insist. Only if you insist. Only. No, 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 no. Only if you insist. And Maybe you're not like me, but you do the thing where they want to buy you a coffee and you got your phone out ready to click as well. And you're like, oh, I want to receive it, but I'm not sure. And you're playing this little game of oh, who's going to pay first. Is it me? Is it you? But only if you insist. Because we find it difficult to receive a gift. We find it difficult to receive things from people. 
And I think the reason that we find it difficult to receive things from people is because subconsciously we think there's always going to be strings attached. Subconsciously we think that if we get this off them, they're going to want something from us. We, we think they're going to be strings attached. But here is the amazing thing about the God that we serve. That we God, there are no strings attached. That God wants to give things to us because God is a good, good father. That God wants to bless us because he is a good, good father. That God wants to work the miracle because he's a good, good father. That God wants to see our family come to Jesus because he's a good, good father. God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask, think, and imagine because God is a good, good father. And the best way that I've noticed in Scripture for us to receive something from God is by coming to God with an attitude of gratitude. Not an attitude of complaining. Not an attitude of envy. Oh my God, they got that, so I wanted to. Not an attitude of jealousy. Not an attitude of scarcity. Oh, they're running out of it, so I must have one. Oh my goodness. It's one of a kind, so I need to have it. No, no, no. It's an attitude of gratitude. An attitude that says, Lord, I'm grateful. Lord, I'm thankful. And whatever you're doing in this moment, Lord, I receive it with open hands and an open heart. It's an attitude that says, Lord, whatever you want to do in my life, I receive it and I bless you for it, oh God. And when we come to God with this attitude of gratitude, God is able to download in our lives anything and everything he wants to. I don't know if you caught that. We come to God with an attitude of gratitude to say, Lord, I thank you, God, I honor you. When we come to God with an attitude of worship and we say, Lord, I thank you, I honor you. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for what you've done. I'm just so thankful for the life that I have. I'm so thankful for the opportunities that I see right now. I am so grateful. I know it's not what I want it to be, but I'm so glad you've brought me thus far. I know it's not everything I've seen in the future, but Lord, I'm so glad you've brought me thus far. Then we come to God with an attitude of gratitude. God is able to download everything and anything we need in our lives. If you and I are going to see more of God, if we're going to have the more that there is to experience in God, it comes because we understand, it comes because we experience, it comes because we operate in this attitude of gratitude that says, Lord, I am thankful. Friends, if you and I are going to experience more of God in our lives, we have to, we have to receive it. We have to receive it. We have to receive it. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. If I can have the keyboard or stuff or maybe members of the band, that would be fantastic. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask, think, and imagine, according to the power that is at work in us. To him be the glory in the church by Jesus Christ, to all generations, Forever and ever. Amen. Friends, there is more. There is more of God for us to experience. There is more of his love for us to encounter. There is more addictions that need to be broken up our lives. There are fresh mindsets that we need to have. There's new capacities for us to step in. There's more healings for us to encounter. There is more of God's favor and more of God's grace for us to walk into. There is more of God's presence for us to encounter. There is more power for us to step into. 
There is more anointing that we need to take to our businesses and our places of work and our extended family. There is more. There is more divine revelation for us to walk in. There's more insight that God wants to show us. There's a, there's a spirit of understanding that God wants to unleash in a new level in our lives. There is more. There's a greater level of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that God wants to release in our church. There is more. There is more. There is more. There is more. I hear this. I can hear this echo in my spirit. I just got excited in my spirit. I can hear this echo in my spirit where the Lord is just telling me to tell you there is more. There is more. There is more. I don't know who needs to grab this today, but there is more. There is more. There is more. There is more. God is not done with you yet. There is more. There is more, there is more, there is more, there is more land to conquer. There's more souls that need to come into this building. There's the salvation of the town that needs to, they all need to step into this place. There is more. There are more people we need to tell about Jesus. There are more people that need to encounter his love. There are more people that need to encounter his joy. There is more. There is more. And friends, can I tell you, there's an urgency to the more of God in the season that we're living in. God wants to show up and show off in a way that he hasn't done before. There's an urgency to what God is looking to do in this era and this time, but he's looking for a generation that understand deep down in their Noah that there is more. God is looking for a generation that desires the more of God in their life, that desires the more of God in their family, that desires the more of God in their places of work. God is looking for a generation that would cry out to him and said, Lord, I come to pray today. I've come to seek your face for the more. I've come to pray for my neighbors. I've come to pray for my friends. I come to pray for my healing. I come to pray for my miracle. Lord, I know there is more and today I've come to seek your face. I'm grabbing all, grabbing on to the horns of the altar in this moment to say, Lord, I am praying that you you will do exceedingly abundantly above all that can ask and all that I can imagine and all that I can think because I understand in my knower that there is more. But he's also looking for a generation of people that says, Lord, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. something is changing in the atmosphere right now there's a switch happening in the atmosphere right now I can hear faith I can feel faith building in the lives of people right now ladies and gentlemen there is more there is more blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. When I was praying about coming here to speak, God dropped that verse in my spirit. He said, Ade, would you tell my people, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I have this sense in my spirit that God is looking for this church to seek Him on a whole new level, to hunger after Him on a whole new level. And His promise is simply this, that He will fill it. He will fill you. He will fill it. I have the sense in my spirit, just, just forgive me for a second if I just go into a bit of the prophetic. 
I have a sense in my spirit that the chairs that we have right now are not going to be enough for what God wants to do in this place. I have a sense in my spirit that some testimonies to come out of this place that is going to blow our minds. But God is looking for a generation of people. He's looking for a church that would say, Lord, I am hungry. I am thirsty for you. And when because of that, God is going to fill this how are you going to end the sermon? Real simple. There are three things I need to do. First one is this. I need to give someone an opportunity to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So across this place right now with every head bowed and every eyes closed. If you're here and you say, Ade, I've heard all you've had to say. I've heard you preach about this Jesus who can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask, think and imagine. I don't have a relationship with him. Well, can I tell you that it's really simple. It's really simple. All you need to do is say a prayer. You might be here, you've heard me preach the gospel of Jesus in your life. There's something in your heart right now. It's beating twice as fast. There's this sense of, wow, I need what is going on. I can sense something different. I can sense something supernatural. If that's you in this place, I want to invite you to a relationship with the person of Jesus. You know, the Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Friend, I want you to know this place, that God loves you, that God cares for you, that God is concerned for you, that God has a great future for you. And if you're here under the side of my void and you haven't made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, in this moment, I want to give you that opportunity. In a moment, I'm going to count to three and I want you to do something that is brave and something that is bold. And that is as simple as just lifting up your hand where you are. We're going to say a prayer together and I'm going to believe together with you that something different and something new is going to happen in your life. Maybe you're here today and once upon a time you were a follower of Jesus. But through circumstance and through situation, you found yourself far away from God. Well, prodigal son, prodigal daughter, today is the day of salvation. It's time to come home. The arm of the Father is a wide stretch saying, ah, come home, come home, come home. He's ready to receive you. When I count to three, if that's you, whether it's for the first time or for the next time, if that's you, just lift your hand up as high as they go. I want to pray with you. I want to believe together with you that something is going to shift and change in your life. One, is there anybody wanting to say yes to Jesus in this place? Two, is there anybody saying yes to Jesus in this place? For the last and final time, three, is there anybody, whether it's the first time or the next time, Say, Ade, I want to be, yes, so I see that hand. Ade, I want to be a follower of Jesus. Yes, ma'am, I see that hand. Two people this morning, that is fantastic. Church, can we say this prayer together? Say, dear Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for me. Today, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you were Lord. Give me a new heart and a new start. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, we are so excited for you. You've made the best decision of your life. Please make sure you let one of the team know. That would be fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. But the second thing I want to do this morning is simply this. I would love it if we could just stand to our feet for a moment. I have the sense in my spirit that there are a few people as I was talking you caught a hold of something 
your hunger level for God just went up to a whole new level. You say, Ade, that was me. As I was speaking, your desire to pray and to seek his face more went up to a whole other level. Ade, that is me. There's some of you in this place, you were like, I want to receive everything that God has for me. If you fit into any one of those three categories, I would love it if you would just lift your hands to heaven right now. I want to pray with you. Whether you to hunger for God like never before, whether it's I'm going to pray a bit more and seek God for something, whether it's this is my season to receive, if that's you, would you lift your hands to heaven? I want to pray with you in this place. I want to believe that something of God would, would take place in this house in this moment. I want to believe that God is going to show up and show up in your life in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Hallelujah, hallelujah. For some of you, you're going to begin to feel the presence of God. There's going to be a weight that's going to come upon you in this moment. For some of you, there's a lightness that's going to come to you, a spring to your feet right now in this moment. The presence of the Lord is here right now, right now, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come in like a cloud. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. There it is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your people, oh God. I bring that before you. I pray, oh God, that you would just encourage them. I pray that God, you would strengthen them. I pray that God, you would help them. For those who are hungry and thirsty for you, Lord, I pray that you would stir that up. You would fan into flame that in their lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for a grace to pray in Jesus' name. A grace to take a hold of the horns of the altar. Lord, I pray for a grace to pray, to intercede for themselves and their family. And Lord, I pray that even right now, oh God, there will be an ability to receive. The thankfulness will begin to well up on the inside of them in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that they can ask, all that they can think and all that they can imagine in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, would you take 20 seconds right now and just begin to thank God? Come on, you just begin to lean into God right now, just begin to love on the Lord right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We worship you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 He's here. He's here. My Jesus is here. He's walking through the aisles. Even right now. He's touching people. Even right now. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just a couple of quick things. When I was praying for you this morning, I felt like God just dropped a couple of things in my heart for people in this place. The first one is this. I have a sense in my spirit that there are people in places of authority, you have responsibility. And the Lord would say to you today that your rod, Moses, is about to bud. Your rod is about to bud. It simply means that whatever you are responsible for, for those of you, some of you, this will click. The moment I just said that, it clicks in your spirit. It's about to become fruitful. In the places where you have authority, in the places where you have responsibility, it's about to become fruitful. I, I, I saw this image of just of, of, of flowers and they were budding and they were being fruitful and there were multiple types of flowers which tells me that it's not just going to be one aspect of the business or one aspect of the place of authority it's going to flow to every area of your life there's going to be a fruitfulness there's going to be flowers that are just going to bud in that area it's going to be incredible if that's you and you can witness to that in your spirit would you just wave at me very quickly you can witness to that hallelujah thank you Jesus 
Just, just wave at me if that's you. You can just witness to that. Is it alright if I just quickly lay hands on a couple of people? Just, just, just very quickly. I just sense the presence of God in this. Was that you, ma'am? Hallelujah, Father. In the name of Jesus, we just release that grace. We release that grace. We release that grace in Jesus' mighty name. Authority, fruitfulness, fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you for this lady, oh God. We're lifting. Oh, wow. The Lord is on you. Wow. Can I just grab your hand, ma'am, Father, in the name of Jesus? Grace upon grace, grace upon grace. Lord, would you multiply that grace right now in the mighty name of Jesus? Would you multiply that grace, oh God? Fruit, even where you haven't sown, you're going to receive harvest in Jesus' name. Even when you haven't sown, you're going to receive harvest in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The second thing I felt the Lord show me as I was, as I was praying for you this morning was simply this, that there's some people in here you're believing for sons and children and daughters to come back to faith. Your, your children are not in the place of faith. I want to pray with you. If that's you, just wave at me. We're going we're gonna to pray together. Can, can we, church, can we just take a few moments just to pray together and believe for the sons and daughters to come back into the kingdom right now? Let me just begin to lift up your voice where you are and say, Lord, I'm believing for God to bring these children back into the kingdom right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for sons and daughters who are far from you. We call them into faith right now in Jesus' name. God, wherever they are, oh God, I pray that they would encounter the God of the Bible, oh Lord. I pray they would encounter the person of Jesus, oh God. I pray they would encounter the presence of the Holy Spirit right now. We call them back home right now. Your word says, ask for me and my children, we shall serve the Lord. Lord, we stand upon that promise right now and we decree that as for us and our children, they shall serve the Lord in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that before this year comes to an end, we'll have great testimonies of sons and daughters coming home. Sons and daughters coming home. Sons and daughters coming home in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. There's someone here. The Lord says he's going to show up to you as the Lord of mercy. I don't know who that is. It's almost like something interesting is happening in your life, but the Lord says it's coming to you as the Lord of mercy, the God of mercy. It simply means that he's going to come to your world as he who is compassionate, and you're going to see love in action. Here's really what's going to happen. In the next couple of weeks, you're going to have unusual favor. It's going to step into your life. You're going to know that he is the God of mercy. It's going to look like access. It's going to look like acceptance. And it's going to look like kindness on a whole nother level like you've never seen before. And I just want to pray you. When I said that, you caught that. You know that's you. I decree and declare that it happens in your world right now in the name of Jesus. That for those of you who need to see God as the God of mercy, that he's going to show up in your world as favor. He's going to show up with access. He's going to show up with acceptance. He's going to show up with kindness in the mighty name of Jesus. There's someone here right now, you've experienced a bit of loss in your life. What I can't determine is whether it's a loss from the place of someone passing away in terms of death, but whatever it is, I just get the sense in my spirit that there's someone you've experienced lost in your life, and the Holy Spirit in this moment wants to come to you as a comforter. If that's you, come on, just very quickly, I'm about to be done. If that's you, with every eyes closed, if that's you, and you say, I, I, I witnessed that there's loss in my life, and I need him to come as the Holy Spirit, the comforter, just lift your hand right now. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Hallelujah. Hands are going up. Lord, we just want to pray for these hands that are going up right now. I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit as a comforter would come and comfort them in this moment. God, would you give them a hug? Let the warmth of your love, would you just fall on them right now? Would you let them know it's okay? Would you let them know you've got them? Would you let them know that you're grabbing them? Would you let them know that they're in the palm of your hands in this moment in the name of Jesus? I heard the whisper of the Holy Spirit saying, it is okay. 
It is okay. It is okay. It is okay. Father, do what only you can do in this place. Touch. 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 Hallelujah. Touch in the mighty name of Jesus. The mighty name of Jesus. Last thing I do before I hand over to Pastor Adrian or Pastor Andrew. I'm so grateful that you would invite me this morning. Honestly, I'm having the time of my life. Nothing more than I love than seeing God do what only God can do. If you're here in this place and you're sick in body and you need a miracle, over the last three or so months, we have seen incredible miracles take place in the life of our church. And they have to believe that he would, if he can do it in London, he can do it right here in Long Eaton. So if you're sick in body, would you just lay hands on your head or wherever part of the body that needs a healing and a miracle? As quickly, before we pray for that, someone here, you're about to step into the realm of prophetic dreams. I don't know who that is. You're about to step into the realm of prophetic dreams. In fact, I, I would say in the next two weeks, you will begin to have prophetic dreams like never before. It's almost like the, the, the seer anointing is just opening up and lifting in your eyes. Your eyes will be able to see into the realm of the spirit, specifically in the area of dreams. I release that in the mighty name of Jesus. Very quickly, if you're sick in body, would you lay hands on your head or that part of your body? Can we just practice what we learned today? Can we desire that God would heal you? Can we just begin to ask Him and say, Lord, would you heal me? You get healed today and I know you, I believe you will. It's not because I prayed, it's because you prayed and God is good. No, you just begin to receive that in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for every hand that is up, every head that has been laid on. I bind the spirit of infirmity right now in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of affliction right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and declare, O oh God, that healing and health is their portion in Jesus' name. Father, whatever is missing, whatever is broken, we break it right now and we ask, O oh God, that the shalom of Jesus would flow into those areas in Jesus' name. For every level of back pain, lower back pain, spinal cord issues, Lord, we pray in Jesus' mighty name that there would be healing and health in the name of Jesus. Lord, where there are organ issues, kidney issues, I pray in Jesus' mighty name that God, there will be healing in the name of Jesus. God, where there, there's respiratory issues, issues with the lungs, oh God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that God, there will be complete and total healing. For those who have asthma, I pray in Jesus' name that healing comes to them even right now in the name of Jesus. Those with blood issues, I speak to you right now, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Devil, get your hands off the children of God. We speak healing and health in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I would love it if during the week, maybe later today, you try to do something you couldn't do before. Just believe in that God will heal your body. But hey, on behalf of myself and my family, we're so grateful that you'd invite us. We've had a time. It has been awesome. I believe and pray that you were blessed and you were encouraged by God's word. But hey, thank you so much for having us. Let me hand over to the pastors.